What is up, guys? It is Quinn here, and in this video, I'm going to be going through my fantasy football start sits at the tight end position, so going through every single week eight matchup, talking about every single fantasy relevant tight end, and then listing them as either a start or a sit. So do I trust them in my lineup? Do I want them on the bench? Or are they more of like a fringe option, a back-end tight end one, high-end tight end two play? While you guys are watching, if you enjoy the content, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. That would really help me out a ton. And then if you guys do have any fantasy questions, you can drop those down below. It doesn't have to be only start sit. It could be waiver wire, trade advice. I will get back to every single comment. But let's jump into the Thursday night game where we have the Ravens taking on the Buccaneers. Now for the Ravens here, Mark Andrews coming off of just a horrible performance. Zero catches. I think he had like four rushing yards. So it saved him from the goose egg. And he has already missed, I believe, two practices this week heading into the Thursday night game. So if I had to kind of make a prediction here, I think he'll play, but I think he's clearly not playing at 100% right now. I still think he's someone you got to fire up, even if he's banged up, because like 80% of Mark Andrews is probably still a top five fantasy tight end. But I just don't know if we should be expecting, you know, like 20 point per game, Mark Andrews. So just temper the expectations a little bit. But I definitely think he's still startable if he is playing. On the other side with the Buccaneers, not sure if Cam Brate's going to suit up for this one. Kate Otten has honestly been a pretty solid fill-in when Cam Brate has been out. I think he's just straight up the better tight end at this point in his career. And I think he could potentially be a fringe option if the Buccaneers offense was clicking. But with the struggles lack of touchdown upside. I just can't list Kate Otten as a fringe play here. Now moving over to the uh, London game on Sunday, we have the Broncos taking on the Jaguars. And I think both Greg Dulcich and Evan Ingram are both solid fringe plays. For Greg Dulcich in his second NFL game, 71% route participation, that's solid, was targeted nine times, caught six of them for 51 yards. In his only two NFL games, he has 12.4 points and 11.1 points. I think he's a really strong pickup if you need a fill-in at the tight end position. And he may still be on waivers because, you know, heading into, what, two weeks ago, he was on the IR, a rookie. People probably barely even knew his name. On the other side with the Jaguars, Evan Ingram posted another game with solid route participation, 84% this past week. He's been targeted 23 times over the last three weeks and has 166 total receiving yards over that stretch. Nothing crazy, but you know, for a tight end 13-14, that's more than enough production there. He just hasn't gotten into the end zone, which has kind of hindered his overall point per game number, but I think he's a nice fringe play this week. Then we have the Panthers taking on the Falcons. For the Panthers, nothing going on here at the tight end position. Ian Thomas, Tommy Tremble, whoever it is, we are sitting them. And this is a very sad day here because this is the time where I've officially relegated Kyle Pitts to the sit section. It's just brutal out here. And I don't know if I've ever seen something like this in fantasy where someone can be so dominant at commanding targets and it just not even matter. Kyle Pitts has the highest target rate of any tight end in the NFL. So on plays where he is running routes, he commands the highest target rate of you know anyone better than Kelsey, better than Mark Andrews, better than George Kittle. And he has the second highest target share at the tight end position and it just straight up doesn't matter. He's averaging 6.6 PPR points per game. He has scored under four PPR points in four out of his six games. Arthur Smith has just ruined this man for fantasy. It is terrible to see because if he is on even an average offense, you just put him on you know, some middle of the pack offense. I think Kyle Pitts is probably giving you 15, 16 points per game. With the way he commands targets, I think he would be doing that. 
But at this point, like there's just no passing volume. So unfortunately, he is going to be a sit. In the next matchup, we have the Bears taking on the Cowboys. Cole Komet has been uh, pretty long done for fantasy. So he's going to be a sit. On the other side with the Cowboys, I think Schultz is a solid start. As long as he can stay on the field, which has been a question mark this year, and as long as Dak is in the lineup, I think he's going to be a very strong play moving forward. Then we have the Dolphins taking on the Lions. I have Mike Gusecki as a fringe option. So we saw him have a week six breakout where he had six receptions, 69 yards, two receiving touchdowns. The question was, would he keep that role where he's running a ton of routes? And I guess maybe he experienced some regression. He had a 71% route participation in week seven, three receptions for 27 yards. I still think that's a solid role and can get him that tight end 12, tight end 13, tight end 14 numbers, especially in an overall solid offense. We know he's a touchdown threat. So I still think Gusecki's a solid fringe option. And then for the Lions, TJ Hawkinson hasn't had much consistency. He's definitely been carried by that one massive game, but I still think he's someone we've got to start as like the uh, 10 and 9, 10 and 10, somewhere in that range. Then we've got the Cardinals taking on the Vikings. I think we continue to fire up Zach Ertz as a strong play and then sitting Irv Smith here for the Vikings. Then we have the Raiders taking on the Saints. So Darren Waller, we don't know if he's going to be playing in this game. He missed week seven, could miss uh, week eight also. If he's playing, he's going to be a start. If not, I don't think we can be uh, relying on Foster Moreau. And then for the Saints, I have Taysom Hill as a fringe option once again. He's going to be getting the red zone opportunities. We just need him to break a big player, get into the end zone. And then Jawan Johnson coming off of a massive game. I'm pretty sure he had a uh, big game like this last year. It might have been even week one. You know, it's nice to see, but not someone I think is going to be reliable moving forward. Then we have a divisional matchup between the Patriots and the Jets. So for the Patriots coming into this week, I was really interested to see how Hunter Henry looked. It wasn't great if we're being honest, one reception for 12 yards, but you know, after a solid week five and week six, and then an 81% route participation here in week seven, I still think he's someone who can be a fringe play. Your starters on by, whatever it is. I think he can be a decent fringe option, especially because, you know, this poor game is coming in a uh, situation where the Patriots had under 200 passing yards. So that's not necessarily an environment that's going to lead to top production, especially at the tight end position. And then for the Jets, can't trust any of these weapons here sitting at Tyler Conklin with a pretty solid tight end matchup. We have the Steelers taking on the Eagles. I think both of these guys are locked in as mid-tier tight end ones. Both have had pretty solid seasons so far. Pat Frymuth's a start, so is Dallas Goddard. Then in an ugly tight end matchup, we have the Titans taking on the Texans. Let's be honest here, you know, no one's even considering starting Cooper or Jordan Akins. In another game with a rough matchup, we have the Commanders taking on the Colts. Logan Thomas has been banged up. If he's healthy, he's still not going to be startable for me. And then for the Colts, you know, here and there, we'll get a big game out of Jelani Woods or Mo Ali Cox, but there's no consistency out of either of those guys, and they're all splitting opportunities. So not starting any of these Colts tight ends, especially with a new quarterback coming in, just a rough overall situation there for the offense. In a divisional game, we have the 49ers taking on the Rams. George Kittle, you know, had a slow start, came back from injury a few slow weeks, really balled out recently. I think he's a very strong start, probably a high-end tight end one. And then for the Rams, I think Tyler Higby is a very strong start, commanding a ton of volume so far this season. Then we've got the Giants taking on the Seahawks. Unfortunate news here for Daniel Bellinger, who had like a freak injury where the guy like tried to punch the ball out 
ended up like punching inside his helmet. I believe he had like a fractured eye socket, something crazy like that, where you just never really see it on a football field. So he is going to be out indefinitely. Unfortunate because he was really starting to break out, kind of took over as the clear cut tight end one there heading into week seven. So unfortunate news there, but for fantasy purposes, you know, we're left with a potential Tanner Hudson start, which is going to be, you know, a clear sit for fantasy, not even rosterable, not even someone who should really be crossing our minds most likely. And then for the Seahawks, they still got a split going on here with Will Disley and Noah Fant. Both are going to be sits. Then we have the Packers taking on the Bills. For the Packers, I have Robert Tunyon listed as a fringe play. We saw him have a really big week six, 10 receptions for 90 yards. He comes back in week seven, doesn't do anything crazy. Three receptions, 32 yards, had a 31% route participation, which is okay. It looks like Lazard is likely to miss this game here on Sunday night. So I think we could see an increased role for Robert Tunyon, just not a ton of reliable options on this team. So I think he's a guy you, you know, could plug in as a back-end tight end one, high-end tight end two. On the other side, I had high-ish hopes for Dawson Knox coming into the season. He has not necessarily lived up to those. He is going to be a sit. And then the final game of the week, Monday Night Football, Bengals taking on the Browns. For the Bengals, I think Hayden Hurst is going to be a, you know, solid weekly fringe option. Tight end 11, 12, 13, somewhere in there. Tight end upside with a decent floor in terms of volume. And then on the other side with the Browns, very unfortunate news, David Njoku with a high ankle sprain. He's someone who had really established himself as a strong mid-tier tight end one with probably high-end tight end one upside when Deshaun Watson returns. I guess that still is in the range of outcomes when he comes back, but right now it's going to be Harrison Bryant, and that is not someone who I want to be playing in my fantasy football lineup. So that is going to be every single week eight matchup at the tight end position. If you guys enjoyed, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Go check out my other start sits. I have running backs, wide receivers, and quarterbacks. Those are all posted. As always, thank you guys for stopping by. Leave any comments down below, questions. I'll be getting back to you. But thank you, and I will see you in the next one.